Yeah, because it's like it's a journey. Like I can't, you no one can leave here and be like, "Yep, yeah, okay, I've done it." Like you know, I'm, I'm. You're constantly doing the work. You're constantly, you're going to constantly face adversity, and it's like accepting that and embracing that is where is the point you need to get to, and that's you know. So it's like even when you're, even when you've accepted it, you still have to be prepared to you know overcome it or you know have a mechanism which doesn't deteriorate you know your soul in dealing with it like you know you want to flourish at every opportunity so that's all welcome back to the take flight podcast i'm your host mark whittle and today we are speaking with another peak performer at the very top of their game as an athlete as a business founder and perhaps most importantly someone who has the most incredible philosophy about how we live our lives Take Flight is a peak performance movement where we share the habits, routines, and mindsets adopted by the highest achievers in the world so we can incorporate these practices into our own lives as we strive to achieve our own goals. But it's also about encouraging us to be our true selves, which might sound a little bit strange, but in the modern world, sometimes being ourselves and being yourself is the hardest thing we can possibly do. We conform to what society expects of us and we play within these rules and within these limitations. Being from a corporate background myself, I've even heard people put on different voices for certain conversations. And that, to me, just isn't right. So one of the many things I aspire to achieve through building Take Flight and through sharing these stories is to encourage as many of us as possible to take that leap of faith towards our true purpose, being our true selves and living, ultimately, a meaningful life. If this sounds like something that you can relate to, then you're going to absolutely love this episode. The guest for episode 88 of the Take Flight podcast is professional footballer, entrepreneur and all-round hero, Thomas Robson Cannon. Thomas is a professional footballer for West Brom. His career started as a youth player at Arsenal and then Reading, and in 2007 he finally made the first team, going immediately out on loan for two seasons before coming back to Reading where he had great success, including being part of their 2011-2012 championship winning season. He made his Premier League debut in 2012, and in 2016 he signed for West Brom where he still plays today and is currently having the most prolific season of his career as he settles into his new number nine role under Slavan Bilic. Thomas currently has 336 professional appearances for club with 51 goals and 42 appearances internationally for Wales with five goals, including most notably his unbelievable goal against Belgium in the 2016 Euros, where he turned about 16 defenders in one little Cruyff turn and found the top corner, perhaps his most career-defining moment to date. Beyond this, he's done so much as a professional footballer and is the ultimate peak performer as an athlete. In 2018, Thomas founded the Termerick Co., Having experienced two potentially career-ending injuries back-to-back, he began researching dietary supplements that would help manage his pain, inflammation, and immune system. His 15 years of research and development finally led to the best-in-class selection of turmeric, ginger, and beetroot shots that he brought to market under the Turmerica. We talk all about his journey building this business and the benefits he's found through incorporating this into his routine every single day. Thomas is such an incredibly impressive individual, so intelligent and so articulate. His outlook on life and understanding of the internal world versus the external world and how we can best navigate these in order to live a happy, fulfilled life is some of the best advice we've had on this podcast ever, period. We talk all about how we can try to avoid external validation, avoid materialism and identifying ourselves through external things which when we talk about peak performance, ultimately the end game of anything we try to do is to be more happy, be more fulfilled. And this is what I believe all of us could try and do a little bit more to be happier, myself included. We talk all about the power of gratitude and what he believes allowed him to achieve what he's done so far. And guess what? It's only the beginning. This is such a powerful one. There was so much more that I wanted to ask him, but I had to cut it short, believe it or not, at an hour and 20 minutes. 
we'll definitely have him on again in the future but in the meantime if you guys want to hear a little bit more from thomas i'm going to go live with him on instagram this week to chat a little bit more go to my instagram page at mark whittle underscore tf to find out all details around that because we haven't decided a date just yet but i will do it in the next couple of days so you can tune in and even ask some of your own questions which i'm sure you'll have after hearing his advice on this episode but that's enough from me for now please enjoy this incredible conversation with the amazing professional footballer entrepreneur and all-round powerhouse thomas robson Cano. enjoy thomas welcome to the take flight podcast finally mate i'm so pleased i know it's been a while hasn't it it's been a while good to good to finally get there Oh, mate, I've been looking forward to this so much. I mean, you know, we first spoke about a year ago, I think it was, met in London for a coffee. And even in that first chat, we were we went pretty deep in that hour that we had. And yeah, ever since, I've been really looking forward to it. Obviously, we did the event as well that you supported and, and sat on the panel for, which was such a great evening too. So yeah, this has been a long time coming. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, we, we knew we were, you know, we were going to get it done at some point. Um, always great to to speak with like minds and you know discuss our sort of life experiences and you know sort of ambitions and you know values etc so um given the impact that the take flight event had on you know a lot of people's lives and since then a lot of people who have watched the uh, you know the watched the show and um you know the recordings which we all published uh, the feedback has been phenomenal so um so good good to dive into it again yeah no really really excited about tonight mate and yeah, it's funny what you're saying there already about have it, like meeting like-minded people it was so nice particularly that evening there's loads of them weren't there but i don't know I've, I've just found the more conversations i'm having with take flight and outside of it that you just seem to draw those similar types of people towards you and it just seems to the momentum builds it just go stronger and stronger as meet, meeting so many amazing people i'm sure you're the same yeah 100 percent um that was a massive event where um so many people came together and obviously stay stay connected afterwards and ended up you know collaborating and discussing and becoming friends and close friends um since then so um so it was obviously a massively positive positive event and um you know it'll be good to good to do another one at some point this year as well once restrictions ease too oh definitely mate i'll do a massive one as soon as we're allowed to <laughs> um what you've been doing there mate well, you're back to football the season's starting imminently is it this weekend this weekend yep so first home fixture against birmingham at home so uh cannot wait cannot wait amazing yeah. what, what is that saturday or sunday you're playing so saturday so we've got nine games left of the season um so uh, essentially it's yeah we're, we're we're top two it's all to play for um obviously a, a massive amount is at stake um but it's what we've worked towards all season. So we've got a massive focus in the group and, uh, you know, team team who are extremely ambitious and want to be playing back in, at the top level. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to achieving that. Mm, yeah, I don't doubt it as well, mate. I've got my fingers crossed. Do you think that lockdown and the, the time away from it has helped or hindered your chances of getting promoted? Um to be honest just we we were in decent form um we we've sort of been in decent form throughout the whole of the season um so it wasn't like we you know we went through a purple patch and you know we're, we're flying high we just sort of you know had had good form showed our quality throughout you know showed resilience to 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 win games and um so the fact that the season stopped it wasn't you know it wasn't massive um a massive issue but uh 
obviously for, for us we want to get back hit the ground running and, and pick up on that momentum at the same time um and and finish the season strong mm, yeah definitely mate jack noel was saying you know finding the positive in it it's been great that he's had a chance to start building some strength obviously he was slightly different too he was in uh, recovery for an injury but mm-hmm. interesting to hear his his thoughts on on last week's one um you said you're having a good season mate you particularly am, am i right in saying it's your best goal scoring year of your career yes yeah it is it is it is um, amazing mate congratulations man that's amazing yeah, thank you i'm going to hopefully score a few more in the remaining nine games yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah what do you think has led to that then because you know you've, you've been a great goal scorer anyway but what's been the difference this year um a few things uh the, the managers sort of played me in a position where i've pretty much always wanted to play my, my whole career um where i'm quite quite a physically good good player you know I'm relatively athletic and I've got a good engine on me I'd always you know find myself playing in sort of wider areas where ultimately you know my strength and you know my, my belief was always playing down the middle as a striker um was my best role and um you know Slavin Bilic has, has come in he's you know he's got experience managing at the inter- international level you know been to major top tournaments you know world cups european championships with croatia um and you know he sort of saw my qualities and you know um we obviously in terms of the squad we've got is probably one of the most competitive squads i've ever been involved in at west brom and it's um it's a squad full of quality and there's some really really top players in it um so yeah i think just you know through that getting getting the game time in in the position where I'm most comfortable and um yeah obviously off the field as well being in a good a good place uh, I, I retired internationally um you know two, two two years ago um and you know more, more than two years ago so I'll turn it off um that's work emails that can quarter past seven at night brilliant um internationally retired from there um and for me it it just gave my body that little bit extra bit of rest and where i had a young family um was able to spend more time with them dedicate um you know the the time that we'd normally be spending on international breaks of you know the sort of 60 70 80 days a year um and yeah just just getting into a good routine and good rhythm and feeling in a good place and obviously I've always looked after myself as a professional and you only really begin to notice the benefits of that as you begin to um you know become an uh, older professional um and that's certainly what I'm feeling now I've never felt stronger fitter um in my career um so so yeah a culmination of everything really yeah, it's so good to hear as well. I think it, it becomes more apparent when you get older and you start to notice if you don't do it, then it has a bit more of an impact. I know you're big on routines. We speak a lot about it on the podcast, about you know rituals, morning routines, whatever it might be. And when we went live the other night, you you mentioned your PNF routine, proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can remember from uni. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, mate, because I know you've got a, a lot of stuff that you incorporate into the week. So touching on your stretching and, and what you do there and how it benefits you and then anything else that you found that's been really important. Yeah, like routine is massive um, in a, in any walk of life. Um, it's, it's essential to have a good routine and um, it sort of offers a, a level of discipline um, to your mind as well. And I think um, yoga for, for, for most people would, would actually do. Um, yoga is a fantastic um, practice where, um, you know, not only... Um, 
facilitates movement within the body but it also helps uh, mentally as well um and so pnf stretching is almost like a an extreme version of yoga where you have to really push yourself to the limits of your stretch um to the point where you know everyone's been in that stretch where you sort of feel sick and you you know you want to come out of it like that's just a standard pnf stretch that's normal um, and you you've got to sort of do that for 45 minutes um but just going through the whole pattern and the whole sequence of your all of the muscle groups um is something which afterwards you have a level of mobility and uh, range um, and also helps facilitate uh, recovery within the muscle tissue as well. Um, and even, you know, a lot of your, your younger players who I play with now is something which I've introduced to them and um, they're certainly beginning to, to experience the benefit of doing that. Um, and, you know, so that perspective, but also there's other areas around, you know, treatment, recovery, um, if you look at uh, the, the, not a lot of people look at fascia so fascia is uh, you know almost like if you imagine the muscle being a sausage and then the sleeve being fascia around the muscle um there's a lot of research which has gone on around tightness in muscles and restriction and that it's not actually the muscle tissue itself that is restricted it's actually the fascia so the the uh, the tissue surrounding the muscle um so I got into a routine, you know, probably eight, 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 nine years ago where um, I went to see a specialist and um, it was all around fascia release. So they use um, what what was then called a Graston tool, um, which uh, effectively was like a scraping tool where you would scrape your muscle tissue. But it was, again, um, you know, not not that comfortable, but would help yeah. release um you know the tension and the uh, through the work that you're putting in on a daily basis because obviously as an athlete you have to push yourself to the extreme every single day it's just part and parcel it just becomes the norm um so you know um and then alongside that seeing uh, you know personal trainers and condition uh, movement specialists um one of my good friends now called drew broughton um i met with him when i was sort of 21 22 um and you know, he, he helped me help get into a routine around movement and physical exercise, which was around preparation and movement techniques and movement patterns and the, the sequence in which fires muscle uh, uh, muscles fire and actually the reason behind a lot of injuries. Um, so people would get a hamstring injury and think it's just due to fatigue in their hamstring when actually it's due to their ankle joint not having enough mobility in it which is caused by, for example, you know, a tight Achilles, which could have been a court, could have been, which is attributed to, for example, you know, an extremely um, tense calf, which, uh, which the fascia was triggering because it was too tight. So it's like there's patterns and sequences where if you begin to understand these, you can begin to control um, the condition of your body and ultimately begin to op uh, operate at an optimal level. Um, and that's sort of where I've, been, been able to you know sort of get get a, um, a head start as well as alongside obviously nutrition um in terms of being a professional athlete yeah it's great i mean i've seen functional movement specialists and physiotherapists and stuff like that and i remember seeing one in particular because i did my uh, mcl and meniscus um which sort of stopped me playing football several years ago and he spoke about the way that the you know, the left ankle is connected to the right knee, the right knee is connected to the left hip, et cetera, and goes all the way up your body. Mm -hmm. How do you think we can, because I still don't really fully understand it, how do you think we can really understand that as as normal people and do we even need to if we're not athletes? 
in order to sort of manage our bodies and try and stay pain free as much as possible um i think feeling feeling good you know ultimately your health is your wealth and it's like really that that's it's amazing that if you're if you wake up feeling good without any you know stresses or strains in your body and restrictions the the difference in terms of starting your day um for me is immense and that's before i even walk onto a onto a pitch so um I, I genuinely think it's a, it's a massive part of, you know, educating us as, um, you know, a, a human race in terms of actually we can live at an optimal level. Um, you know, it's, it's like everything, even down to things like, um, you know, vitamins and minerals and the, the RDA, the recommended daily allowance is like the bare minimum that you should take in order not to get scurvy, for example. Really? Like, yeah, that, that's just, you know, this, it's a hypothetical example, but it's like saying that, it, the RDA is like the bare minimum of, you know, nutritional supplementation you should have within your diet. When So on any multivitamin packet, you're looking at that RDA yeah, as the bare minimum. That's the bare minimum, whereas we take it as that's the requirement. Well, you know, actually, if you have a shift in terms of your mentality and say, what is optimal? What does optimal look like? An optimal of vitamin C isn't, you know, sort of 100 and, you know, uh, 10, 10 milligrams a day. It's, you know, it's... 2.2 grams you know of of liposomal vitamin c for as again as an example so it's um it's just that shift and i think if we're looking at um you know movement and our physical condition um yeah i think that, that there's massive scope for education but in all honesty it's going to take time because you know i i you know i play at the the, the top level of my sport and um you know competing with the, the, the sort of best athletes in the world and there's still massive amount of education which you know we we have to go through in order mm. to get to uh, you know functioning at uh, functioning consistently at at an optimal level um and so i think it's quite a big ask for now for for say for example you know mass mass the mass population to understand the correct biomechanics um you know in order to to shift a, an ankle issue or a you know, or, or joint pain um, through through restriction. Um, so, yeah, I think it will just take time. But the the amazing thing is, is that you know we're in a we're in an age of of information um, where obviously technology's at our finger fingertips, and you know I think ignorance now is ultimately a choice. So you you can find out as much information as you as you want to choose, um, um, and and there is there is a lot of good information out there yeah it's just hard isn't it because i think that there is generally speaking people don't want to feel uncomfortable and because there's so much contradicting information out there particularly around nutrition which i guess because so many new studies and so many new things are discovered each year it's hard to keep up with it it's, it's hard for us to even know where to start sometimes but yeah it's really interesting mate to hear you know about specifically about the rda thing i didn't know that i wasn't aware so something to uh to to keep in mind i think mm. mate with regards to the football side of things i'd love just to jump in because there's so many other things i want to talk to you about nutrition and diet but i'd like to bring that up when we speak with you specifically about the business and why you started that because i know that, that was a lengthy process to to going into you know picking all the ingredients and everything else that went into building the products if we go into the football side of things you mentioned there you know you play at the top of your game and when you spoke earlier about 
given the chance by Slavin Bilic this year to play in your preferred position. I'm, I'm assuming you mean that's like a true number nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'd, I'd just be great to hear from you as people who, you know, myself included, who might have wanted to be professional athletes, what it's like for you to put a shirt on, play professionally, run out into onto a pitch in front of thousands of people each week. What What's that experience like, if you could sum it up for us? Um, it, it's... It, Ultimately, it is what we all dreamt of doing as kids, um, and to 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 actually have achieved it, um, it is. It, it does have like a surreal element when you're playing in the big games or you're playing in the big tournaments. Um, but you know, I think every single athlete has a level who has played at the top level or plays at the top level has a level of belief in this, in their, their own values and their own, you know, um, their own qualities and what they can do. And like, if you had asked me as a 10 year old, if I was going to be a, become a professional footballer, I would have told you, I would, yes, I, yes, I am. Because it was just, you know, there was no other alternative um, and there was no other option or no other choice that I wanted to make. So it was more a, ca- a case of just having that, that, steely determination and will and obviously from my personal experience the the adversity which i had to come through in order to make it um to the level that i did um it's um yeah it's obviously very very special and there's stats floating around that you know to become a professional athlete in the the professional game is harder than getting into oxford and cambridge because you know there's two thousand three thousand students a year um you know, who go into to, to Oxford and Cambridge and there's, you know, less than 2,000 professional footballers in the English, um, you know, their top four leagues. And, you know, when you break it down like that, it's, it is it, it is crazy. And then when you go into sort of Premier League, Premier League is without doubt the best, you know, competition in the world and the most competitive too. And if you're playing in a, in, in a team of 20 in the top 20 teams in the world, it's like, you know, like that, you're talking 400 people, you know, 20, 20 men, 20, 20 people in each in each squad out of billions of people in the world and it is um yeah i think when when you have if you have uh, you know when you sort of humanize it and realize that we are all human it's obviously a very unique experience um but one that ultimately you can you know gain so much from and take you know so much life experience and you know understanding and value from and and try and allow that experience to help you grow as an individual too um rather than sort of um you know just sort of um wishing it away and so to speak yeah try to make the most of it enjoy it while you can i mean it interested to know first of all you mentioned belief do you think it was did it come down to belief that made that allowed you to make it is that was that the separator and the other thing is did it live up to the expectations when you were a kid you know that 10 year old who did believe they were going to be a pro did it did it live up to the expectations now you're doing it Hmm. Um, no one sees the hard graph. No one sees the, you know, the, the low moments, the, the tears, the disappointments, um, which everyone has to go through um, to, to become a professional uh, athlete. And I think, um, so was it worth it? Yeah, 100% it was worth it. And, you know, was it was it as good as you believed it was going to be? Yeah, it was probably, you know, it's probably better, you know, in, in terms of that. But at the same time, the sacrifice that you have to make, like I left school at 16 and I lost contact with every single one of my friends because, you know, I moved to, to, to become a scholar at Reading, which was, you know, an hour and a half away from where I lived. You know, we began training six days a week, 
um you know we'd get into the training ground at I'd, I'd be in at sort of 6 30 7 a.m in the morning i was t-boy for the manager at the time steve Cobble. so i was making him teas at 6 30 in the morning then going into the gym doing a routine wouldn't leave the training ground until 4 5 p.m you know fully knackered would have to go home was living with a random family um you know god bless them they were you know they they obviously looked after a lot of boys and i would just come back straight into my room you know have a have a dinner scrambled eggs and you know beans and get get into bed and that was my routine and so i lost contact with every single friend that i had sort of grown up with as a high school and primary school and it was just the journey that i was on and um while while my friends were you know off to uni you know partying uni uni halls uni uni nights and you don't get all of that you you have to sacrifice that um you know for, for that for that period of time and ultimately it was the sacrifice that i made and um one that i'm thankful for but it's not easy to do that and particularly when nothing is a given um and that that sort of that, but ultimately that's where you know your your belief has to has to really come in and do you think like you know similarly you said you believe in it i spoke to other pro footballers who said it's it simply comes down to believing it do you think that's transferable across into business as well like purely the belief of something's going to happen whether that's manifesting it or however you want to look at it and i know we've spoken about this sort of thing in the past like willing something into existence do you think that's what do you think that's something that we we can really do both physically because it's easier to do it with our own bodies and make it happen but also in things like business yeah i think i think so but it's you know when you actually break down belief like me saying if there's a young lad watching this and i say belief like what does that actually mean like it's it's so there's so many different interpretations of belief like what does that truly truly mean and for me it was um uh, it, you know i broke it down into two things it was you know um hard, uh, hard work self-discipline and self-belief so it was like you know i was willing to work hard i was willing to be self-disciplined when i needed to and i was willing to have self-belief so i believed in myself so you know i'm on this journey i want to become a professional footballer so therefore i will make the right decisions on a daily basis to allow me the optimal opportunity to, to achieve that. Um, and because it's like, it's so easy to say, oh, just believe in yourself. And then you go, you know, as a, you just think, okay, yeah, I believe in myself now, but then, you know, what do I do next? And, you know, you come into a, you know, you face adversity and, you know, it's like, oh, you know, the, the time when you need it most is when you have to really truly stand up and be counted for internally you know and, and i think that's the the key element and yeah it's, it's transferable to, to all walks of life um you know sort of business family you know whatever it is ambitions wh whatever you have you can apply that same model of um you know uh, um understanding around it but ultimately at the same time it has to be something which you're truly passionate about and you want to do because if you're if i didn't like playing football like i would it's a miserable you know, you know you're committing everything so it's like if you're truly going to make that commitment you have to fully believe and and be joyous and be you know fully um engaged and you know so have 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 you know, a, a level of gratitude that is just surpasses everything because ultimately like you know you, you can't you can't dedicate your life to something if, if that's not not part of your values yeah, it's interesting, man. I, I was funny. I, the next question was going to be, what allows you to have that dedication and have that belief and commitment? Is is it then just having that passion? Because one of the things we talk about consistently on here as well is 
having the courage to take that leap of faith, to go after the thing that you absolutely love because it will allow you to ultimately operate at your best. Is it the, was it the passion thing that allowed you to maintain the discipline, the commitment and have that belief? Um, yeah, like definitely like that passion is, is massively important. Um, but I think more than that is like, you know, the gratitude, I think that's, that's the biggest thing, like having, having a level of gratitude where whatever cir- circumstance you're in, you know, th- if you actually break down, you know, us being here on this planet at this moment in time, you know, the, the actual odds do you, for us to be here, like, do you know how lucky you, you are? We all are to, to be in the position we're in. And, you know, when, when you, you can easily get caught up in materialistic things and obviously chasing things, which, you know, really don't matter. Um, so as long as you're passionate about that, and then you're able to apply a level of gratitude around that and around the work that you do on a daily basis, then ultimately that's when you're going to, you know, um, pursue something which you have um, true passion around, um, but at the same time not allow that um, thing to dictate your life and dictate your happiness because it's the amount of athletes, businessmen, you know, whatever, sports stars, celebrities who end up chasing something for, for the wrong reason because they think that that defines them. Um, mm. So it's like, you know, you have to peel back all of the layers of the, you know, the, the, the onion or whatever it is you want to call it and actually look at the core values. And if those core values are aligned, then that's when you can begin to live in a state of, uh, you know, gr- uh, gratitude and you can be passionate and you can be, you know, you can be self-disciplined and, you know, it's not a chore because, you know, you know, you're living your true, your truth. And I think that's the issue that, you know, the, the, the ultimate circumstance we're all in is that we're in a time and an age where everything is accessible to us. We have all sorts of information. We have all sorts of entertainment. So, but at the same time, that ultimately clouds, you know, what, why are we actually here? Like, what, why are you here? What's your, what's your truth? Like, what, what are you, what are you here to do? What's your, what's your passion? You know, or are you just going to get caught up in the latest series of, you know, Netflix or wh- whatever it is, which is great, but is that, does that define you? Like, is that what stimulate? is that your, you know, is that what, is that what makes you get out of bed in the morning? And it's like, I think that, that, that bridge, that the bridge in that sort of gap, which is probably growing at this moment in time is where, um, you know, I think you can begin to find, people can begin to find themselves truly. My ass, I absolutely love it. That's unreal. It's so good. And I mean, it's difficult because I've, you know, from my, from my journey, I've recognized that pain can motivate you, you know, getting yourself in the wrong situation can motivate you and, and, and really drive you on, which it has done for me with take flight. It came from a dark place. Uh, you know, I experienced time of mental health was very unfulfilled with where I found myself working in the city and ultimately not living my passion at the time. So it drove me into doing this thing. And now I can see that the, real thing you want to do in life is even whether it's even a legacy or whatever it might be but it all comes back down to contributing and I, it surprised me that you used the word gratitude because it's something that's come up a lot in the last few years but did you have where did you learn about gratitude at a young age and the ability to feel grateful for the opportunity that you had in front of you and yeah i'd, I'd love to hear where that came from mate because it's something that you know everyone talks about it a lot now but i don't think people did 
you know, when you were starting your career at least? Yeah. Um, when I think, to be honest, I was, I was always a deep thinker growing up as a kid. And I remember sort of being a seven, eight year old, waking up in bed, looking out at the window and just thinking, why am I here? Like, what, what am I doing here? Like there's this massive abyss, darkness. I'm sat here in a, in a room, in a bed, like, I'm, I've identified my, with myself for the last sort of eight years of my life. Like, is this who I am? Um, is this who I'm meant to be? And, and I, I literally went into, into a case where I had like a, a massive panic attack. And, you know, at the time my dad had to calm me down and took me outside. It was freezing outside, literally was outside in my pants. And it like called, you know, called me down and I gathered my sort of thoughts as an eight year old. And it was like that experience sort of stuck with me. And as the more and more I sort of thought about it, it was, you know, I had that mentality and approach about like, you know, if you look at the human eye under a telescope, like have you like the retina of a human eye, how it reacts to our environment, to, you know, to the lights and the, you know, the ex external, um, you know, light around us it is insane. Like that is like that alone is a miracle. And yet, there are you know six billion population so 12 billion of those things <laughs> floating around you know it's like it's normal and and we just get caught up because we live in it we wake in wait we wake up in this world and we we get you know bombarded with messages with you know media with um you know information you know clutter and just absolute irrelevance which ultimately takes us away from from you know actually thinking deeply and thinking about one you know oneself and one's being and then us as a being and as a you know group or as a you know um race or civilization whatever you, whatever have you you know so that sort of approach i just began thinking more and more about and then it was like i just sort of modeled that and began thinking more more around how that how how we are then around people how we are then around our environment how our environment then affects us and you know then i began sort of you know learning and researching and understanding trying to get as much information around it and i sort of built a model which you know gives i just think is helps helps me understand um things where you know ultimately you know just actually helps me to to, to not be caught up in the, the world's events and what happens on a daily basis. Like some people live, some people require the BBC news to function. Like, you know, BBC news, they've been around for, you know, decades, however, like fantastic. But, you know, for me, like I, I don't, that's not my source of information, you know. Mm. I'm the same, mate. I, I don't read any of those things. I think people get caught up in it, especially with, you know, lockdown, COVID-19, all these things that are going on, you know, Black Lives Matters, all these things that are just filling the news up at the moment. There's a lot of negativity wrapped around it as well. People get addicted to that stuff. But, mate, possibly one of the most profound things that's been said on the podcast, the story of, of you as a kid, mate, I'm a, I'm a real deep thinker myself as well. I, I try and teach myself to put it down and, and let go of a lot of the stuff that I can get trapped in. Or, mm -hmm. you know, you go down the rabbit hole so many of these subjects because you find them fascinating or you're curious. Um, interesting as well, like, as kids, I've, I've read around it myself, like, as kids, we're looking for our, our identity often. And a lot of the times we find that in material things. I, I know myself, I had these unreal pair of yellow Deodora boots. 
<laughs> a little bit rascal yellow but mm. i just remember thinking as a kid like you know this is part of my identity now this says who i am you know i'm confident player because they're yellow or whatever it was but you you look for them in you look for your identity in things as you as you're younger and as you grow up you start to find it in other stuff so i'm, I'm interested to hear what you think your identity is now and how you've sort of created that over over the years um yeah i think that's a good question um i would say like you said the the way that um we've been brought up so our educational system our you know our media um you know even down to the majority of books you know so any form of information the whole sh you know our whole our structures that make up our environment dictate the way that we perceive the world and the way that we obviously then perceive the world is that we identify with external events and external objects so if i have a big house i have a big car um i have uh you know um jewelry i have you know uh, th these these are things which we are taught and educated to uh, allow to define us and actually when you um detach yourself from that as a model of life so that nothing externally dictates who i am so nothing that i have in this external environment whether it be objects um you know success wealth fame um adulation um whatever it is that doesn't dictate how i feel when i wake up on a daily basis so when i wake up on a daily basis i show a level of gratitude because i'm aware that being one of one uh you know one one six billionth persons you know peoples in this world um is a privilege also beyond that it's saying well um you know in order to have got to be here as part of those you know six billion do you know how many do you know how competitive it is to um you know to to to, to pass the you know the 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 the, the process of uh, of offspring and, and and being created in the first place and so when you begin to sort of think like that and understand that i can choose how i want to feel hmm then all of a sudden that whole power shift and that whole the messaging and the structures around us which aren't always there for the benefit of us you know as much as we may think they're here to help protect guide us well you know actually for the most part then you know they're, they're, they're not you know we're, we're 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 a civilization where we are you know not pawns but we uh we we are beholden to certain powers that be and that's just the way that it is at the minute but those structures are changing because of you know the time and the age that we live in it um so when you when you live like that i think you know you can you begin to have a different level of meaning around your life you begin to wake up with a different purpose and with a different mindset and um you know it, it it allows you to not get caught up like you know someone cuts you up in a road you know and swears at you For the most part you you may react and that for, for some people that could be their day ruined hmm. you know 10 10 good things could happen to someone and one bad thing and that one bad thing is going to dictate how they feel for a week and for a you know for a year or for a month and for a year and that mood becomes their personality and then that that personality becomes their personal reality so it's like well actually 
how do you even not get, not get involved in that model? And it's actually understanding that you dictate your emotions completely. Mm, mate, so much to unpack there. <laughs> mm. Absolutely unreal, man. I mean, first of all, it was just such a pleasure to chat, man. I, you know, we've we've done it a few times anyway, but I'm just absolutely buzzing, mate. You're, you're elevating me. My my energy is real high, so I appreciate yeah. it. Um, I think, I mean, for, I'd, I'd like to know whether you identify with yourself as a footballer. I think that'd be a good thing to to ask first. Um, and then there's a couple of other things around what you just said there that I'd like to touch on as well. But if you if you're happy to touch on that one first um yeah i think i don't identify myself as a footballer um i, I identify me being a uh, you know a person who is living an experience of playing you know professional sport and professional football and i'm extremely you know uh, it's a it's a passion of mine i've been so passionate about it since i was a kid um and i've you know i'm i'm, I'm privileged enough to have had the opportunity to, to have a, you know, career. And I think, you know, as an identity, I think, you know, what, what is a footballer like, you know, what are we sort of, do we model it on sort of David Beckham, Ronaldinho, you know, Wayne Rooney, like, you know, like these are all personas and, you know, they're, they're not, what, what is, what is the, the reality? Like, what is the truth? Like, like that, that's, that's more so, yeah, I think, I'm, I'm grateful for, to have had the career that I've had and to have the career that I'm having. And I want to continue playing at you know the level that I am and higher and enjoying it because it's a phenomenal experience and it brings so much joy to, you know, to, to yourself and to, to, to everyone around you. And, you know, there's nothing better than scoring a goal and, you know, the, the fans just going crazy and, you know, the, the, the aftermath of it. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an experience and um, it's one, one which, uh, you know, obviously enjoy yeah, it's brilliant, mate. I mean, yeah, you know, I didn't make it anywhere near to your level, but played semi-professionally and played played in America, good level, scoring goals. I don't think you could replicate that anywhere else in life. It's mm -hmm. it's such a good feeling. So the other things I wanted to touch on, mate, when you know you made so many good points a moment ago, talking about systems and limitations, and again, one of the reasons why I take flight exists is because I found myself in big US corporate jobs where there are so many limitations, you know whether that's being micromanaged immediately by the person who who manages you or whether it's just the bigger system and the fact that you're a small cog in that system. Mm. I just think that as human beings, we're so immensely powerful. We don't even know what we're capable of. We, you know, I don't think anyone really taps into that. Um, you know, you've got people like Wim Hof who, you know, do various different exercises and practices to take the human experience to a different level that people will get blown away by. But I think he's just, you know, scraping the surface. Mm. But, I just wanted to know from you and hear your advice for people who want to get out of a particular system they might be in. Because I think things like working for yourself are, are, are a way to do it. There are obviously still some limitations placed around you and, and boundaries, but what would you what would you advise or how would you advise people who feel like they might be trapped within a system and not living up to their potential? Um, yeah, leave. I think, you know, if, if, you're not, if you're not happy doing something or you're not happy with any element of you know your your life it's it, it's your choice and it's either the way that you're perceiving that so the reality which you youth you're perceiving may not actually be the reality so you know it, it may not be as bad as you think but if it's a if it's something where you truly you know is truly making you unhappy or is not your passion then you need to find something which is and you know put a plan in place to to to, to make that you know 
to turn that into into something you know that, that you're living on a daily basis um you know there's so many sayings like you know when i was a kid like one of the first sayings i heard was you know journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and it was like when i heard it, i was like Phew. i was like whoa like that's insane mm. like yeah a thousand miles that's quite long and it's a single step so let's make that single step and that's the journey and it's you know i think having that mentality and understanding that it begins to give you that confidence which can then drive that you know belief and you know give you that sort of discipline to to make the right decisions at the right times mm. how do you think we can find the courage to take that initial first step because often that's the scariest one then you can start to build up a little bit of momentum when you've done the first that first leap mm. uh, yeah i think it's it's always going to be a leap if it's something new um again we, we as a human race we tend to not like things which are new you know we, we we like things which are are normal and you know we think yeah that's you know our, our normal is good and we think oh that's good and actually no it's just normal like it's not good it's just your normal you know but if you have a different if you're exposed to a different reality or a different perception then that can shift the way that you think and it's like just so being open enough to you know just just to basically um you know realize that sometimes you, you have to take a leap of faith and um when you do you know if you if you're living in a you know in a in a place of truth and you know you're living for your own you know your own truths and your own values then you know n n nothing nothing can stand in your way unbelievable mate i mean and if, it is, if it is standing in your way then it's part of the journey it's a you know it's a lesson so it's not you know so it's like oh nothing can stand in your way or you get hit with you know mass major bad news or you know it's not it didn't go the way that you wanted to but that's part of the journey that's part of your learned experience you are it is a requirement for you to experience this in order for you to progress for you to transgress and you know transcend and it's like that's ultimately what we're here like why why are we here it's a journey like it's as simple as that like it's it's we, we, we're not we don't you know we can leave a legacy we can you know we can do phenomenal things but ultimately it's all about the journey of what we are we are experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis and when you realize that you embrace that journey um and and you begin um you know you you have an opportunity to to flourish if that's what you want to do yeah brilliant mate and, and you know your journey is so fascinating which is why it's so great to be able to have this conversation and and part of that is your own leap of faith that you've taken not inside a sport in business so as an athlete building something that's incredible which is obviously close to your heart and again very much part of your truth so i think you know it'd be a great time now to touch on the business that you you have built and are building and continuing to build um where it came from uh and i guess yeah what the motivations are and then we can talk a little bit more about how it can benefit and has benefited you and how it can benefit others yeah well, i'm currently in the office of the business on a wednesday night sort of everyone's what time is it time to wait. everyone's sort of gone home all of the team is home and i'm just uh <laughs> sat here so um i'll be going home soon after the podcast i was meant to do this podcast at home to be fair um but yeah so um no yeah fat founded the turmeric co um in 2018 um began um the work to, to build it and you know the the actual concept of it in 2016 and it took two years to to get to build the foundations of 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 
given given a business like this the best opportunity to be successful um the whole you know the 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 story behind it was that as a young uh, professional athlete who was you know obviously as we discussed so determined to have a professional career um i suffered with two um cruciate knee ligament injuries as a teenager where i required reconstructive surgery on both um same knee out for two and a half years after the second surgery the surgeon said to my dad you know he should really start looking at a different career path you know maybe you know go back into education etc because you know he's never he's never really going to play without pain he's never really going to play about restriction um uh, and i my dad didn't tell me that at the time um but i could sense that something sort of wasn't wasn't quite right as i began sort of coming back and you know i was still very passionate and enthusiastic about getting back and even after having been out for sort of a year 18 months after the first one um anyway um went through the rehabilitation um two years two and a half years passed and i was back you know training with the team and um i just couldn't play without pain i couldn't wake up without pain in my knee it was pretty much almost always swollen um very restricted uh, and it it was limiting uh, the amount of training that i could do playing in general um and was actually when i you know trained intensively or played a game i was in severe pain um to the point where it wasn't sustainable and i began taking you know to prescribe sort of medication that the the club doctors gave me and it began sort of taking the edge off it uh, off the pain um didn't reduce the swelling um but after a couple of months of using that those you know tablets sort of on a daily basis popping them like smarties i began having adverse effects to them so started passing blood in my urine you know nausea um severe nausea couldn't sleep so it got to a point where i was between a rock and a hard place and i had to stop taking these you know prescribed drugs which were taking the edge off my pain um but at the same time i then couldn't play with out any you know level of not receipt you know not experiencing restriction um but i had to stop taking them so it got to a point where you know i was with at my house i still remember it. i went to walk up the stairs after the reserve game and the first step i could the pain was too excruciating that i just literally collapsed on the stair and started crying and you know as a sort of 17 18 year old and my dad was there and it was like look we've we've got a there must be something out there like there must be a solution to this um and we just you know at that point it was like let's let's find something that works let's find an alternative um and we just went on a binge you know spoke to sort of you know holistic uh, you know practitioners you know um uh, naturopaths um you know uh, natural um sort of went into sort of the library and went through sort of natural health um, medicines you know natural foods and there sort of began a pattern sort of uh, a pattern basically began to create and it was like sort of some key ingredients which began to pop up and hadn't really heard much about them um and it was like things like you know uh, pineapple pomegranate watermelon ginger turmeric black pepper and it was like these these just uh, everything sort of ticked the boxes of what we were trying to you know help resolve and um anyway got to a point where we were like yeah these are these are obviously if we are going to go sort of natural route these are the ingredients which can potentially have an impact and um ha- effectively benefit me and um we just sort of got them all in all fresh all natural and 
began sort of turning them into a mush and was like, how can I get these into my system? And it was um, eventually after a week or so, it was like we just turned them into like this li li small little liquor, li liquor uh, you know, sort of elixir uh, of a combined blend of all of them um, juiced and sort of took it. And it was like, like when I first had it, it was, you know, blew my sort of head off. It was like, well, I've never had anything like that before. And this is sort of in the time when we're used to having, you know, pastas and, you know, uh, pasta as, as, a, as the front cover of a health magazine for weight loss. And it's like, <laughs> now we know that that's not going to help you lose weight. You know, firstly, it's, you know, it's full of carbs, you know, it will it, 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 it spike your insulin levels. And, you know, and it's like, but that was the time we were living in, you know, sort of however long, 15 odd years ago. And um, so, yeah, it felt like this thing was strong um didn't really think it was you know what was guaranteed to work but it was like the only option that i had at the time and um began having them and sort of daily on a daily basis would have two or three of these and would be making them sort of every two three days would make a new batch and um you know after a few weeks it was like yeah you know i began sort of moving again a little bit freer and was like you know i think this is potentially like it's sort of helping a little bit and um got to around you know sort of two to three months of taking them regularly and um i remember woke, i woke up went went to the shower got in the shower was showering and i just opened my eyes i was like i've just woken up and i haven't felt any pain in my knee and it was like the first time for two and a half you know plus years and it was like it, my, my sort of mind was just going sort of overdrive it was like sh surely not like that's <laughs> impossible and um obviously like being relatively sort of pessimistic around that situation i was like well you know there must be you know may, maybe not like you know so I, I was like let's let's stop taking them and see so stop taking was like okay let's see how i how i do you know within a week began experiencing sort of the same sort of symptoms again sort of increasing and um as i began to train again more intensely and i was like you know shit like I, I, this this blend is you know is actually fucking pretty good and um mm -hmm. got back on it and since that moment in time it's been like my secret weapon like i've pretty much had them every single day of my career um have uh, you know obviously used it for, for all travel all games um and as i began using it throughout my career sort of teammates would be like oh what is that It'd be like oh it's just a natural sort of turmeric shot and they'd be like okay like can i try it yeah sure give them a couple they'd be like what was that like that was you know that felt like you know felt good afterwards like you know sort of like i recovered quicker and i'd be like yeah it's just a, you know just something we make and obviously over mm -hmm. the years we perfected the blend so the act the actual extraction process on the sort of smaller scale we perfected um and um so the blend was perfect like the the, the ingredients we used the bioavailability of the ingredients you know it was all there and um it, we had to make it for function ultimately and so um got to a point where um you know, obviously then sort of fan, fr friends family began giving it to them and you know sort of if they had a sniffles or a bit of a cold etc it would be like you know try this and give, give give everyone sort of a bit of a boost and it was like well yeah this is it's quite good like sort of you know family sort of you know sort of uh, recipe and at, at the time when we first did it being 18 19 it was a light bulb moment for me in terms of nutrition and it was like that sort of sparked me on a journey where understanding like the impact of what you actually put into your body and what you're told you can eat you know the amount of processed foods that we consume as a civilization now is causing disease you know left right and center 
you know, sort of 90% of the foods that we eat now, 100 years ago, we never ate. And there's, uh, there's a reason why, you know, obesity and poor health is, you know, going through the roof, um, you know, in, in, in the Western world. Um, so the impact that nutrition is having is for our generation, we, it's, it's a time now where a lot more people are becoming uh, aware of the, the, the key things and what, what is the actual reality. Um, and that, that sort of sparked my journey on understanding that. And yeah, so got to around sort of four years ago when I was in, um, Harrods and I saw a turmeric shot on the shelf and anyone who knows turmeric or uses it knows that it completely ruins a blender, um, completely stains your fingers. So I lived with this for sort of 10 years. So did my family. Um, and we, uh, we obviously, I was in a Harrods shop, saw a turmeric shot on the shelf took it off bought it was like wow you know buzzing i even called my family on the way home like i found some turmeric shots like it's finally people someone's finally clocked on like it's amazing Mm -hmm. anyway didn't read the label or whatever was just like took it for face value got home went to drink it nearly spat it out it was made of apple juice you know filtered water was like two percent turmeric powder um uh you know and it was like this is just this is like an apple juice shot. It's not a turmeric shot. This is, this is just ridiculous. Like, I can't believe there being, this is being sold in like one of the best stores in the world and is, uh, you know, uh, masquerading as a turmeric shot. And it was like, wow, like we've actually got a product which we have perfected over 10 years, 15 years, which, you know, is sat in our, you know, basically in our cupboards at home, you know, in our fridges. Um, and it was like, well, you know, I, th- I think we need to bring this to market. Like people need to begin experiencing what I've experienced and actually have a an option for you know a naturally you know nutritious you know um, well balanced lifestyle. And having a turmeric shot a day is ultimately going to support that. So we uh, we then you know basically went on a journey, and it was hmm. two years in terms of building the you know the production facility. We built a production facility in West London to you know to 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 allow us to produce the the quality of the the turmeric shots which we make and were making to the level that we wanted to at at, at sort of mass mass demand um then obviously everything that goes behind sort of setting up a business the infrastructures the logistics the team the you know the 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 legal side the business the trademarks and two years later we were sort of ready to launch and we launched in 2018 and you know sort of within a few months we were supplying some of london's top top gyms um where they don't take any external product because there was sort of nothing like our product on the market you know we began supplying england rugby national team um you know had a fantastic relationship with their um you know uh, first team nutritionist um and we've you know pretty much gone from strength to strength um you know to the point where um you know last year we we, we produced and distributed you know over 1.5 million turmeric shots you know these little t- 60 milliliter shots and Wow. you know supporting thousands of people daily through natural nutrition and it's a movement which you know we're, we're just it's, it's you know amazing to, to to be a part of and you know we've grown obviously so rapidly in this time and for us we certainly still feel we're very much at the start of this journey and the impact that it's having on people in terms of you know supporting that level of natural well-being and um offering that as an alternative to you know other things on the market like rather than you know even smoothies like for example, most smoothies are just full of apple juice and full of, you know, high sugar content. And it's like, yeah. on top of that, they're also pasteurized. So it's like, well, 
you know, when you pasteurize something, you lose 50% of its nutritional value. So, and, and for some reason, pasteurization is always the smallest uh, uh, label, uh, the smallest word on, on the label of a bottle. And it's like, well, why is that? Because they don't want people to, to know the truth. And it's like, yeah. well, so it's been, you know, it's basically just a journey of, of you know, educating people and um, the, the feedback, the reviews has, have just been phenomenal. And, um, you know, we've, we've been going from strength to strength, which is fantastic. And again, a lot of that, we've noticed that a lot of companies have tried to do turmeric shots and have got, you know, these turmeric shots full of apple juice, full of water, you know, where ultimately they're choosing, um, you know, sugar, sugary f- uh, fillers over the curcumin content you know, having a low turmeric content and high apple juice or high water content, you know, whereas obviously what we've done is, you know, perfected a, a range and a blend, which, you know, obviously worked for me and is now um, supporting a lot of people throughout the UK. Uh, it's, it's so incredibly inspiring, not just the fact that you've gone on and built the business and taken responsibility there, but I think even even when you peel it back a layer and look at when you first got the injury and you refused to take the doctor's orders essentially you know i think so many people um no not taking anything away from the health professionals at all but often you're given a diagnosis and and you know people give up and i had my own experience you know i've spoken about it on the podcast a lot myself where i played football in america you know a very intense training regime um training every day games very frequently more frequently than they play over in the uk because they try and squash it into the same mm. season length as american football for some stupid reason uh, not a particularly good diet and going out a lot and long story short ended up getting chronic fatigue or adrenal fatigue mm. and, I, and they couldn't diagnose it i went through nearly two years of blood tests and all these other things where uh, you know i wasn't getting a I wasn't getting a satisfying response really or diagnosis and uh, eventually they said oh you're probably somewhere on the scale of a chronic fatigue or an ME something like that I was like that's not a satisfying answer for me so that was my first experience looking at alternatives and thinking you know nobody ultimately cares about your health as much as you and that's a that's a, a message I'd say to anybody who's going through anything like whoever you're seeing no one cares about what you're going through as much as you will, you know, with regards to your health. So take responsibility and have a look at it. And that's when I turned to ginger shots and turmeric shots and was having them at the greengrocer and getting them, you know, mm. juice there, like the, 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 you know, ginger root and yeah. the turmeric root. Yeah. Um, because there wasn't any other options at the time. It was five, six years ago. And uh, yeah, that's why it was so amazing when, when we were introduced, Sam, who works for you, uh, who listened to the podcast, yeah. um, who got in touch with me. Our editor in chief of um, our recently released uh, Root magazine. So yeah, Sam. Amazing. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about the magazine later as well, mate. That'd be great to hear. But yeah, it was, so Sam introduced me, which is always such a pleasure. People who actually listen to the podcast and then think, you know what, that person will be really great on it. And as soon as he mentioned you, obviously as a football fan, myself i knew exactly who you were um and because tano had also been on the podcast and as a friend he had talked about the work that you guys had done together as well when he did the berlin marathon in his wheelchair so um there were so many synergies but yeah i just i just think with regards to it, it's all making sense now anyway because you're such an incredibly detail oriented individual um, but also your intellect is is phenomenal and the way that you articulate yourself as well is, is brilliant and that's why i think the shots are so great because the amount of effort and research and everything that's gone into it behind the scenes that we don't see is outstanding, um, which is why I stand behind them as well and, and, and love the fact that I get to work with you guys. One one of the things I'm interested to know a little bit more about, mate, is 
you took the leap to build the business and we've heard a little bit about that already because you saw the benefit yourself as an individual and as an athlete and so did uh, friends and family and other colleagues and, and athletes that you, you played with. But t tell me if I'm wrong. You were, there's so many other things that you did. You put an incredible amount of investment in to get your own facility. And were you the first, if not one of the very first people to actually cold press in this particular way in the UK? Yeah, so... We obviously, the investment that we put into the infrastructure of the business was, you know, very high. Um, and for a product category which hasn't, hadn't been established, so there was no precedent for this category of, you know, um, consumer packaged goods. So it wasn't like, yeah, if we get this right, it's, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, successful. Well, there was no precedent set. So it was like the shop category is still new, still a new concept. Turmeric is still a completely new um, ingredient to Western civilization at this moment in time where it's like, well, you know, you ask people, well, what is turmeric? They'll say it's a spice. Well, no, actually it's a root. You know, it's a, it's, it is a plant with a root and that root is the turmeric, um, you know, which obviously, you know, is used as a spice in a, a you know, Ayurvedic, you know, sort of um, practices. But actually the research that we went around and began sort of doing was around how can you harness the, the uh, properties of turmeric root in the most effective way and it was you know doing it f raw f straight from the root you know mixing it in into a bioavailable blend with the essential oils the you know the the essential um you know pepper mix which we use um you know which is extremely unique so that that level of investment is unique into a sort of startup business which is a new concept again um so but it was a, a leap of faith and it was, you know, a, a belief in what we what we have in terms of the product that we were offering, as well as actually saying, well, you know, the market is saturated with absolute, you know, utter you know, nonsense, you know, of products, you know, apple juice based products, water based products, turmeric powder products, you know, turmeric capsules, you know, turmeric. And it's like, well, these are all just fads. Like, let's let's begin to break it down and understand, like, how is you know, where does turmeric come from? How is it used? How is the best way for us being a, you know, uh, an, being a natural body to use it? It's in its most natural form. So that's what we advocate. And that's what, you know, our passion is, passion is, uh, is around. And, and that comes through with, with, the, with the quality of the shots. And actually, why, why do you think people have done cheaper filler versions and not done it to the quality that you guys have? Because it's too hard. Yeah, for two reasons. Obviously, it, 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 it's extremely difficult to do. Um, as I said, we, we had to invest in, you know, machinery, uh, uh, the, the facility itself, the processes itself. We, ha we all had to develop that in-house. And secondly, because of margins, like, you know, if you're going to do something right, you, you, the, the margins aren't going to be as good as if you, you know, take a few shortcuts here and there, you know, use a cheap, cheap filler uh, or cheaper ingredient. Um, you know, or lace the product with, you know, water or, you know, apple juice or, uh, you know, orange juice, um, as opposed to using, you know, actual raw flesh ingredients where, you know, we're, we're crushing, you know, two to two to three ton of watermelon, you know, every few days, you know, which is mm. the sort of base of, you know, the base of which goes into, you know, our, our products. And it's like, well, you know, that combined with the raw turmeric root, you know, crushed, masticated, you know, extracted, um, that that whole process is is what separates us from every single other turmeric product on the market. Um, and from my perspective, being a professional athlete, like there's nothing better than having a natural product. Like I don't want to take synthetic capsules or you know uh, liquids or um, you know 
tablets like if i can have it raw and fresh and you know i know i'm getting the quantities which i need then it's happy days and that's the model which we've you know which now we've you know we're we're seeing you know immense success in because we're, we're able to offer that convenient solution to, to everyone like it's available okay. to all and um and and you know that that's sort of the um the, the biggest uh the biggest thing for us and uh yeah and obviously as a, as a business like consumer packaged goods fast moving consumer goods these are all business you know um these are all markets you know for, for businesses to to earn money in and it's like well of course one of the biggest smoothie companies is going to release a turmeric or you know uh, ginger shot and say yeah this is the new you know um excellent ju- to give you a boost to your day well actually it's pasteurized so you've lost 50 percent nutritional value and then on top of that you know you're using sort of 60 70 80 percent apple juice which is you know i can go buy a liter of apple juice for 40 pence from costco you know why am i going to spend you know, two pounds fifty or three pounds on a sixty milliliter or hundred milliliter shot with which has trace levels of turmeric, but it says turmeric on the label. So you know, must be right. So it's just you know, it's a it's a money money making exercise. Yeah, is it frustrating? Because like you know, you're spreading such a positive message about it, and you're educating people in the right way, and then they're going to hear and understand the benefits of things like turmeric and ginger. But then they might then invest in products that are, you know, not up to your standards. No, not at all. I think, as I said, we live in an information age and information is becoming more and more readily accessible. And I think people are making better choices on a daily basis. And all that we've done is offered the best possible choice that we could offer um, uh, to people. And and, and we've made that readily accessible. And so for us, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, we we hold massive pride in that. And um, you're always going to, 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 to experience to, to experience that that's the whole point but you know tr- true market pr- uh, value will always find find the true value in in, in products and um we certainly are um are very passionate about the value in, in which we in in the products that we make yeah yeah and rightly so mate i like you know even the thought that goes into every single ingredient is me f- for me is what's so impressive you know I, I spoke briefly about my experience of chronic fatigue and one of the things that on top of the the ginger and turmeric that i used to take was bromelain and of course, that's from the, the pineapple extract. And that's another one of the things that you put in there. And and for me, I took that because one of the symptoms that I got was inflammation, uh, particularly of my sinuses. And it just, you know, make my head feel swollen, essentially horrible, waking up every morning with a headache and stuff. And that was one of the things that, that really helped. And, you know, I don't feel that when I'm taking the shots every other day mm. um, or every day for that matter. Um, what should people, it's, I know it's a difficult subject to dance around, but benefits wise you know we would talk about uh, energy boosting and immunity but what generally speaking should we expect when we take things like this um i think as i said at the beginning of the interview you know or the you know the podcast it's like how can you live uh, in an optimal manner um you know so you know mentally physically you know spiritually spiritually like how can you live in in an optimal uh, way where you know you're making the best choices on a daily basis and for me it's like well for us we've we've developed something from a nutritional perspective which is going to help support that level of um you know optimal um being um through through supporting good health and it's not hard to, you know, to put into Google now benefits of X, Y, Z, and, you know, you'll see a flood of benefits. But, you know, the reality is, is that 
for where we are, <clears throat> there's still so much research ongoing around the ingredients which we use. Um, and it's fantastic because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's us driving forward as a, you know, as a race and sort of exploring these sort of new, although they were used sort of millennia ago, but, you know, new concepts around supporting well-being through, you know, natural ingredients. And ultimately that's, that's all we're, we're advocates of and that's all we're passionate about. So in terms of, you know, benefits, you know, there, there's numerous benefits with, you know, contained within all of the ingredients which we use. And it's just about having those ingredients in optimal um, ways and adding them, you know, to, to, to your um, daily nutrition to, to live a balanced lifestyle. So, Yeah, you said there about it being having an impact spiritually, just because obviously that's something we talk about a lot. How, how, how have you found or what has been the thing that you've added to your life that's given you the biggest impact spiritually? Um yeah that's a that's a deep, that's a deep. <laughs> sorry i'll save that one for the end <laughs> yeah uh, no no, no that, that's a that's a long long one um yeah i'd say going back into what what we discussed before in terms of understanding you know the the being so you know understanding having that sort of belief or understanding around why we are here like what is what is our purpose and everyone is on their own journey like you, you i cannot force your journey you cannot force my journey and it's actually just understanding that what is your journey your true journey like what is your truth and you have to do that in a work like that no one else is going to do that for you and um there are technologies which you can you know use um you know very which can support and enhance your you know experiential uh, being and where you you know sit and reside and um but you know ultimately it's um it's just about looking for you know basically just knowing being almost at peace like knowing that you are you are you in it you are you I, I am me like there's no no one's going to change that um for the better or for the worse apart from me so that's the um from a spiritual level like that's that that's sort of finding that truth and i think it's it's work that everyone needs to do and it's um mm. it, it, it it certainly does change the way you perceive the realities and you know the 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 the, the, the structures which we live in today um because a lot of them just aren't what they seem unbelievable mate i love that yeah just having an utter understanding of who you are whether that's things that have triggered you in the past to behave in certain ways or accepting things that have happened to you in the past or you know and, uh, you know as much as the past not putting too much pressure on yourself to achieve those things in the future as well mm. I've, I've spoken with you and you know i've spoken on the podcast as well about things like meditation it's a practice that i do nearly every single day mm. um breath work often use breath work probably more reactively if i'm you know having anxiety or particularly overwhelming day you said they're like technologies or practices what what stuff can people think about looking into to go on their own journey of discovering what their purpose is um yeah there's numerous numerous to be honest like i think um you know understanding the mechanics of the mind um you know there's things that you can you know help which will help stimulate your mind and you know unlock certain you know elements and areas of your mind um but also, you know, even tapping into various, you know, uh, scriptures, books, you know, 
teachings, um, you know, religion, obviously religion stems from, you know, all, all religions, if you actually break them down, there's a common pattern and a common, common theme. And if you can find that common message, that's actually a very powerful message. Um, and so, you know, there's, so just, you know, as I said, just finding, finding what mm. is your own truth, but ultimately as a being like you will you will either you know live in fear or you'll live in creativity and if you're if you live in fear you know you cannot create and if you live in creativity you know you don't have fear so it's like mm. actually finding that place and that's what one you know trying to the point i'm trying to make in at the beginning is actually you can choose where you sit like where you live and if you choose that um, you know, it, it's difficult to, because everyone faces challenges, everyone faces fears, like everyone's, you know, everyone has that level of insecurity, like, you know, oh, like, you know, what if I don't do this, or I don't make it, or I don't, you know, don't come across in that way. But actually, when you eradicate that and live in a sense of, you know, in a, in a belief and in a place of creativity, then you unlock and you untap possibility. And possibility is where you ultimately you know, it is where you thrive and where you flourish as a, as a human race. And that's where, um, you know, any, anyone who has positively affected the world, they have lived in that place. Um, and, you know, and, and it, it changes the way that, you know, you react, you, you, you engage with people, you react to people, you think about people. Um, and yeah, I think it's, um, it's a, it's a powerful message if you, um, you know, if you, if you have it as your truth. Yeah, mate, that's absolutely incredible. I was watching the Last Dance documentary on Netflix again, actually, for the second time. And uh, in it, Jordan said, "Why would he worry about a shot he hasn't taken yet?" Oh, I just thought that is unbelievable because, mm -hmm. like, he's clearly not living in fear at all. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't care at all. Uh, mate, I'm, to be fair. Is it a good documentary? Yeah, they need to go on that documentary. Oh, you would love it, mate. Yeah. You would absolutely love it. Yeah. And, mate, I've just got to apologise. I had no idea. We've gone over 20 minutes already, so I'm really sorry. So, um, no worries, mate. No worries. Okay. There's so many more things I want to I want to ask you about, but, you know, yeah. I know we've already mentioned. No worries. Keep um, We could just do it. We, we're going to do another one at some stage anyway. There's. I wanted to speak to you specifically about epigenetics mm -hmm. Um and also a little bit more about some of your experiences on the football field but up to you mate we can either do another one later this year and touch on those things there because it's been such an incredibly powerful conversation already or if you've got a little bit extra time and you want to touch on on either of those then you know i'll i'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to you um what do you i'm easy mate i'm it's uh yeah you know i'm a little bit pressed for time i, I don't want to say why because i'll get uh get <laughs> but um but yeah i think yeah it's Let's do it. Let's do, we'll do another one, mate. Then, and I'll, I'll include those yeah. on, on the, the next one. So, mate, just to wrap up, we do the same three questions at the end of every episode, and these are quick fire questions so that people listening, although they've got so much already, have a book full of notes. Uh, it's things that people can hopefully just incorporate into their lives really quickly and see see a boost in in their performance. So, the first one of these is: Is there anything you've discovered or come across recently that you're particularly excited about? It could even be something that's upcoming. I know you mentioned the the magazine and different bits that you've got going on. So anything at all in your life at the minute that you're excited about? Um, yeah, loads of things. Obviously, like in, in every area of my life, like you know, sort of family, kids, um, you know, seeing them grow um, in in sort of on the field, you know, having the opportunity to, to get back into the, into the Premier League and play at the top top level again. Like that's something which, you know, it's so exciting to, to be in this position. 
um and then yeah with the, with the business like we're making we're, we're always improving and we're working like flat out we've got a team of you know sort of 15 uh, employees and everyone's just as passionate about the business as me as i am and it's like for us it's just about getting the product to people as you know as quickly as possible as efficiently as possible and in the best you know the, in this best format and so even with there we're like improving our efficiencies which you know probably sounds just ridiculous but stuff like that just is, is so exciting for me because it's gonna you know improve the, the way that you know our, our service levels and you know the product that we offer so yeah probably you know that that covers those i'd say amazing okay mate the second of these is if you had to give every listener one piece of advice for a habit or a routine to practice every day what would that one thing be so based on all the things that you do and you know you've got a, a lengthy routine yourself what one habit or routine would you encourage everyone to partake each day that's going to improve them um that's a difficult one um well it's only difficult because yeah there's as i said as we covered like you you just have to get into a place like i would say leave leave the front door feeling good about yourself now that's probably what i would say like and don't and when you and then be be aware that you've left the front door feeling good about yourself and then be conscious of when you walk back into that front door and then be aware of how you feel about yourself then because if you don't feel good about yourself when you walk back in then you've let your external environment you've let your experiences dictate the way that you feel and you've let those experiences control your emotions. So, whereas you can be the, you know, you can be the, uh, you know, the emperor of your emotions. You can be the, you know, which which is which is how, how it should be. So, that makes sense. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Does hands down best answer we've had on that one. Either that's that's unreal. I think did, did you um, did you pause because there isn't you feel that there isn't one one habit or one routine that allows you to be your best. Yeah, because it's like, it's a journey, like every single time, like you can't, it, it's not, I can't, you no one can leave here and be like, yep, yeah, okay, I've done it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're constantly doing the work. You're constantly, you're going to constantly face adversity. And it's like accepting that and embracing that is where is the point you need to get to. And that's, you know, so it's like, even when you're, even when you've accepted it, you still have to be prepared to, you know, overcome it or, you know, have a, mechanism which doesn't deteriorate you know your soul in dealing with it like you know you want to flourish at every opportunity so that's all what i paused yeah superb all right amazing mate the last of these three is again i don't know how you're gonna answer this one but if you had to nail it down to one trait within you that's allowed you to get to where you are what's that one trait hmm. one trait um yeah, without doubt, I'd say it's gratitude. Like, hmm. gratitude is the biggest, you know, is the biggest um, emotional, um, uh, you know, experience where it, it's 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 ultimately the if you're in a sense of gratitude, you're almost already saying that you've received. Like, because when hmm. you receive something, you feel you know you're grateful. Like, if you receive that job opportunity or you you know score the goal or you you know win the contract or wh whatever it is like that feeling afterwards is gratitude you're like damn like that's i'm so grateful for that I'm so grateful so you're so ultimately and this is where obviously we we, we didn't touch on today but 
you know, the methodology, you know, and the science behind epigenetics is like, well, actually, if you can signal the emotion before the event, you can actually affect the event mm -hmm. to ensure that it results in that emotion. So it's like, well, if you live in a sense of gratitude on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, then you're going to receive into your life. And it's like, mm -hmm. actually, it's like, well, it, it just sounds too easy to be true. But well, actually, if you go and try it today and be grateful for every minute of today without fail, and then let me know how your day, day went. If you if you were in that place of gratitude from start to finish, we can have a conversation. But if you weren't, mm. you came out of it, then you know that it's not as easy as it you know as it is just saying because it's not. So yeah, so good. You know, yeah, it's funny. Man. I was talking to Wayne Bridge a few episodes back, four or five episodes back, and uh, he was talking about visualization actually, and it was Glenn Hoddle that introduced it to him from a sporting perspective though thinking about how the game's going to go but i do it every morning at the end of my meditation now thinking about how my day week month and beyond is going to go and visualizing and feeling those emotions mm -hmm. and being grateful for it already happening basically and, yeah. and already seeing it happening and how it's going to feel when it does happen mm -hmm. and it's already happening mate i've been doing it three weeks and these things are already clicking into place so mm -hmm. I, I, I believe it so much mate and um yeah you know so good to hear gratitude is the trait you feel is is what's allowed you to get to you to where you are mate and i'm incredibly grateful that we've had this conversation so um mate thanks for your time i know it's an important uh day for you today and you've you've done this instead so i really appreciate it mate pleasure mate no always good there it is guys thank you so much for tuning in again I hope you got as much value from that as I did. I was in my absolute element listening to that. Thank you, Thomas, for all your incredible advice. Such a legend, I'm sure you'll agree. People put these stigmas around athletes and particularly football players, and he's just completely wiped that away. It's been such an honor to partner with the guys at the Turmeric Co for this campaign that we've run. It's been so much fun doing the last three episodes. If you haven't yet listened to Jack Knoll, professional rugby player, and Adam Jamili, Team GB Sprinter, then you can. Those episodes are live now. And a big, big thank you to Cy Harris, the absolute legend. Thomas's partner in crime as part of the business. We've been speaking pretty much every single day around the campaign and we catch up all the time anyway, but it's been such a pleasure working with you as well, mate. So thank you. These episodes seem to be getting more and more impactful for myself and I hope you guys feel the same. I wanted to give you a very quick update on my plans for the future and how I visualize Take Flight going. I've decided to drop this down into seasons and release episodes in 10 episode blocks per season. And the reason I've done this, and I'll explain more on my Instagram page if you want to go and have a look there, I'll release a video in the next couple of weeks. But the reason I've done this really is for my own health, first and foremost. I've shared very openly my experiences with chronic fatigue in the past and since balancing take flight and my full-time job and moving house and everything else that's going on I recently burned out and I think I can probably pin down what it was but it's generally overworking when I'm releasing an episode every single week as a one-man team it's difficult to maintain and stay on top of everything so I've decided that doing seasons and having a little bit of a break every 10 episodes is going to be hugely beneficial for me and my health but also I hope and I would be interested to hear your opinions on this I hope it will inspire you to continue to listen and be excited to listen it will also give me an opportunity to really be more strategic with the guests that I'm picking and make sure that I'm really really hitting the target and hitting the bullseye every single time
time I have a conversation and every single time I share that with you guys. So I'd love to hear your feedback on that, but don't worry because it won't be too much of a break. Maybe there'll be a four week gap in between each 10 episodes. I'm still deciding on that, but I just wanted to make you aware that that's the plan and it is only going to be a positive thing. It also means that I can give more time to things like the live events when we can pick those up again and make those really powerful, really impactful. Thank you so much for continuing to listen and sticking with me. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. I'd love to hear what you think. It was quite a deep, quite a powerful, very, very moving episode. And I can't wait to speak with Thomas again. He's such a legend. We'll definitely get him on in the future. Next week, I'm dropping episode 89 coming very very close to episode 100 which i'm excited about but episode 89 is with an incredible author best-selling author near al who has two amazing books one's called hooked you may have seen that yellow cover and the other one's called indistractable two of the most important books that i've read over the last few years and it was incredible speaking with him he's such a legend had so much amazing advice for me and that i've taken away and i've started to incorporate into my life already and i hope you guys see similar benefit from that too so until then Stay positive, stay motivated, take flight, and I'll speak with you all again soon.